0: Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. And so I think the logic in what Minnesota is doing here is sort of like where Kansas City was in 2013. Andy Reid got hired there. The draft had guys like Geno Smith and E.J. Manuel in it. They decided, let's just get competent. Let's get good at the position. They traded for Alex Smith. Alex Smith gave them five years. That bought them time to build a team for a young quarterback and wait for the right young quarterback. And it wound up you know, ending up – that story wound up ending with the Chiefs trading up to, to go and get Patrick Mahomes. So I think that's Minnesota's strategy right now is Kirk Cousins is good for right now and he'll buy us time to build this thing up. We can be good with him at quarterback, and eventually he'll get us to the next guy. You got to say, you know, the, most of the time they tell you don't wear horizontal stripes – they make you look fat. Yeah. I think Albert Breer looks pretty good in horizontal. Uh, yeah, steps, I, I can pull off. That's my stripes. main takeaway. There. Yeah, you can. He's pull very. Off. He's he's, well, he's he's thin. He works out a lot. I yeah, can that, that's tell you that. Albert Breer works
1: out a lot. Yeah, I saw him uh, in when I gym. was at a event in 2010 or so. He were you guys on? Were you guys on du- guy. elliptical
0: machines next to each saw, other.
1: I once saw a Shefty coming through the lo- lobby to go back to his room drenched just drenched in his own sweat. Oh, that
0: is, these guys have to work out. Man. They're TV stars. <laughs> they are. Get, get that in. I feel like Jay Glazer, Jay Glazer sleeps for three and a half hours, works out for 18 hours and yeah, then yes. spends like two and a half hours on. Twitter. Oh, he, oh yeah. He pumps iron though. <laughs>
1: like I think Shefty and Breer run.
0: No laser does mixed martial arts. And, exactly. Uh, He's yeah. kicking people's asses. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Speaking of kicking people's asses, no, we don't really do any of that on here. Yeah. This is just uh, daily <laughs> daily Vikings entertainment here. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. This is Purple Daily. If you missed it, Vikings vent line last night included uh, plenty of venting from people that aren't happy about the Kirk Cousins extension. We also welcomed Kirk Cousins number one fan, Joe Spinoza from uh, Minnesota Vikings Twitter fame, onto the show for like 15 or 20 minutes to present his case. So if you missed any of that, check it out last night on the Purple Daily podcast feed or YouTube channel. Uh, The show presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and also by TCL TVs, where they have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. So, well, you know, uh, recapping day one, or I guess, like, let's just say, like, even the 48 hours leading into day one, the two big Vikings moves are re-signing Kirk Cousins' contract extension, and kind of kicking that can down the road and smoothing out the cap and then bringing in another defensive tackle in Harrison Phillips, who is 26 years old. And uh, he's, he's been a rock solid above average, but not spectacular interior defensive lineman, more of a run stuffer than anything. And, uh, and with that, Michael Pierce is gone. They offered to restructure his contract. He said, no, I'd rather hit free agency. Meanwhile, about six or seven of the top centers and guards have flown off the board. And uh, the Vikings are still at least publicly withholding any information about how they're going to clear more cap space. So how do you feel about Harrison Phillips being the big move so far for the Vikings in free agency? Um, how can I put this being as positive as possible?
1: Didn't see this coming from a positional standpoint. How's that? Um, I'm not surprised that Michael Pierce is gone. I sort of expected that one, but I thought going to a three, four that they would probably pick between uh, Pierce and Tomlinson. And I think contract wise, it made more sense Phil, to sever ties with Pierce and that they would probably then use that money elsewhere. You know, guard we talked about heck cornerback. They, they are in desperate need there. Um, And there were certainly some, rumblings that they might go out and try and come to an agreement fairly quickly with the cornerback, which didn't happen at least yesterday. So I think the fairest way to say it is I was surprised by the positional choice that they started with. And um, if they don't come away with from this process, and there's still some time, but if they don't come away from this process with at least one of two things, a guard or center, who who is not just a guy who, hey, we'll just throw him in and give him a chance, who's actually a guy that, that we think solidifies the line, then I, I'm i confused. I'm confused because if you're going to bring back Kirk, which, you know, okay. If you're going to bring him back, though, I mean, we, we talked about this on Sunday after he signed or agreed to the extension, then isn't it incumbent on you to give him as much as possible from an offensive line standpoint? And look, you might not fill both guard and center, but one of those two to have an impact player to protect him. So, day one of legal tampering, one word: surprised.
0: I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna withhold. All judgment for at least a couple days because there are still some offensive linemen out there that make sense for the Vikings. I mean, um, yes, to this point, Laken Tomlinson, who was connected to the Vikings off the board. Brandon Scherf, we found out the money on him. It's just under $17 million per season with the Jaguars. Yep. yep. cap space talks. Now, the Jaguars are a dumpster fire, and they have a ton of cap space for a reason, but they've got... Trevor Lawrence on a five-year rookie scale contract, and so they can afford to overspend on a guard in free agency, just like we saw some teams do last year. But um, James Daniels is still on the board, rock-solid right guard for the Chicago Bears. In fact, he was rated 19th out of 82 guards on Pro Football Focus. Uh, I'm not going to go crazy saying names here because any of these names could fly off the board between now and when we post this episode. But sure. Andrew Norwell, I guess my, I think my biggest takeaway through the first day of the legal tampering period is it feels weird. And I'll even go back like a month and a half. They hire Kwesi. So they fire Rick Spielman. They fire Mike Zimmer because the culture is stale, if not toxic. The roster feels stale. The development has stalled. I mean, they had 10 draft picks that basically did nothing last year, right? You know, Derrissau was the lone exception, the 11th. Maybe, maybe Wangwu. And so everything just felt like it was in need of a refresh. And so they bring in Quasey, they bring in Kevin O'Connell. And yet to this point in the and and even like as they were searching for Kevin O'Connell, Jim Harbaugh thought the job was his. Why did he think that? And then why was there an about face internally at the end? Right. Why were there all of these Kirk Cousins twists and turns offers that were turned down by the Vikings only for them to do the same thing that they've been doing for four or five years, which is. Lock in a good, not great quarterback for a lot of money, right? Free agency. I mean, it it almost feels like they hired Quacey. And maybe you can shed some light on this. They hired Quacey. He's got some new, potentially wild ideas for how to flip this franchise up and around and, and really clear this thing out for a run in 2023-24. And it feels to me like the Wilfs are the ones that are paralyzed by the idea of entering any sort of rebuild. Like, they have been so shell-shocked in the past by what happened at the end of the Childress era, the Christian Ponder whiff, that, listen, you can come in here and you can change some things, and we definitely want your new collaborative culture and ideas, and this is all great, but let's be careful about trading Kirk Cousins. It feels to me like ownership has their hands on this just watching from afar. That's my theory. I think it's correct,
1: but and this is a great path let's let's at least partially deep dive this path because I've got some I've got some theories based on what I used to know in covering this team for quite a few years for the Star Tribune which is when the Wills fought the team and where we are now and I don't know it's as simple as a three-win season just scared them I mean I don't think that they enjoyed that it stunk but Phil I think this goes to And we've definitely seen this, and we've never gotten an explanation of how it's shifted things. When I was on the beat, and part of the time that you were on the beat as well, you know, the front man, when it came to who owned the team without question, was Ziggy Wilf. Like, there was no question about it. He spoke at the time, and we can say, oh, he didn't speak well, but who cares? He was the front man. Mm -hmm. Um, That's no question, shifted. Mark Wilf is now the guy. And and that doesn't mean that that his brother behind the scenes is not influencing things and in talking here. But I think when you see that big a public shift, there's definitely changes made, which I have not been around. So things have changed since I left. I also think, and this goes back to a conversation that we had several times um, in, in the process as they – went through trying to vet and hire eventually a GM and coach Andrew Miller the president of this team who took over for Kevin Warren when Kevin went to become commissioner of the Big Ten we have both heard has his had now has his um fingerprints all over things and I think he came in and probably being a smart guy observed and spent a few years you know trying to get the lay of the land and didn't really impact things. At least he didn't from a football standpoint that appears to have changed. So I guess to, I guess to um, uh, drill down a little bit on what you're saying, I don't even know that it's like one or two bad years, 12 years back. I think it might just be the natural progression of how the organization has evolved. But let me be clear in saying I don't think that's great. I think that you hire your football people to do their football job. I agree. And and it feels like the one thing that I used to, and I did, did this when we started the show, that I used to praise the Wills for, which is they're really good partially because they don't involve themselves. It feels like that
0: has really changed. So do you, just based on your 20 years covering the NFL and about half that as a as a beat writer and you've covered the Wilfs and then based on just things that you know we've heard throughout the last few weeks behind the scenes is it a fair statement for me to say that the Wilfs have not been hands off over the past month they've been the Wilfs have been or some combination of Mark Wilf, Andrew Miller, people yes people in ownership, yes. business office have been yes. hands on over the last few weeks. I think that's a very fair
1: statement. And my last thought about what might have gotten us here, I will throw out again. I I sensed just from their comments some guilt about the fact that it felt like they probably weren't engaged enough for at least the last year, if not more, until they they fired Rick and Mike on January 10th. Yeah. Because when they talked about – I mean – literally when you have a quote saying the gm and coach weren't talking and if and very strongly insinuated ownership was not aware of how bad that had gotten it does feel like the the um the the parent who pays no, no attention to his kid and then finds out the kid is in trouble and gets overly involved yeah. is now overly involved instead of saying we're making changes. We trust Quasey. We trust Kevin. It feels like they're they are like, hold on a second here. We're not going to allow this to happen again. And the involvement still is at a place where it probably shouldn't be uh, just because, look,
0: they're not the football people. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Quasey, if you are watching or listening to this, blink twice if the Wilfs are shadow GMing over your head right now. Blink. We can save you. Blink twice. I saw your tweet. <laughs> I said blink four times if Zim is still, like, hiding in a closet. <laughs> so, you know, I, I it, it's, yeah, I mean, the, you know, this will still play out, but I just, yeah. there's only so much they can do at this point. They're going to clear cap space. I wouldn't be surprised if another, yeah. you know, Michael Pierce is gone. It wouldn't shock me if they swung another trade or if, if there was a surprise cut, you know, like Eric Kendricks or somebody and i do think they're going to add offensive line help but in terms of like drastic changes to a team that hasn't been above 500 in 700 days it's hard to see a path to drastic changes right now like what's what would they what would the what would the drastic change be and again maybe something happens in 10 minutes and renders what i just said irrelevant but it 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 feels like they're running it back with some different leadership and some tweaks and they're hoping that the leadership and Kevin O'Connell can just do a better job molding coaching. Okay. Maybe Wyatt Davis doesn't just sit in the corner collecting dust for a full season. Right. I think it feels like that's what the organization is banking on. Um, I don't know. I mean, is there, is there a major change that could still happen here aside from tweaks that I'm missing? I don't know about that.
1: And it's almost not the point though. I guess the point is, it feels like there's been an organizational philosophical shift that I don't think is a good idea. Um, it doesn't feel like the GM is necessarily being allowed. And, and I mean, we, we have both heard things about potential Kirk trades that in not just, you know,
0: last week, last year, too. They got, they've gotten multiple offers on Kirk Cousins, yes, and, and which means that they have that the GMs have engaged in meaningful talks, yeah, like willing discussions about moving that contract. And, and we those- talked
1: a year ago about the fact that before they drafted Trey Lance, San Francisco called on Kirk, and it sounded like Rick said, "Oh, interesting," and the wils were like, "Oh, no, 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 you're not trading Kirk now." So, I mean, this is two consecutive years, and and so I guess it's not. If during the course of this podcast, we find that they've signed a guard, that's great. But the point is, I thought one of the things that was a strength of the Wilfs was we are going to support you. If something big comes up, we'll we'll have opinions, but you're going to run our team. Feels like they're they've gotten away from that. And to me, that's always a very dangerous recipe. So it's not like are they going to sign a guy? It's more of what are you doing? And did did you just hire a GM who you've empowered, or basically said, Hey, everyone's going to collaborate, and that means us too. And we wanna we want to weigh in significantly on football topics, and that's where I start to say, ooh, that might not be a good idea.
0: Yeah, and I and, and I do I do understand, you know, at the end of the Rick Spielman run, he'd been with the organization for Sixteen years, and the Wilfs, you know, don't they have their hands now in in an MLS team? Is it Orlando? Orlando. They've got, you know, they live in New Jersey. They've got business ventures, and so like, are they in the office every day in year sixteen of their GM's tenure? Right, trying to get a feel for the pulse. Year eight of a head cut. Like, I kind of understand. Yes. Why they weren't fully like all over the pulse of what was happening? I'm sure they were disappointed by the results on the field, and so. The, the reaction or overreaction to that maybe is to okay, all right. These do, we're going to hire some new guys, but those guys are also new. They've never been a GM or a coach before, and you know, like the oldest one is forty, so they're kind of. So, but and I'll say this: I think I don't love what's happening so far. I have said several sure. times I wouldn't have, even though the the cousins deal is more cat friendly than um, than the forty five million dollar hit they were staring at. Yeah, you know, I'm just. I think it, it caps your ceiling too much, in the, in, and it just fits right in with what the wolves are obsessed with, which is let's make sure that we're seven, eight, nine wins competitive, and anything beyond that's gravy. And I look at this and say, it's been sixty years, guys. I don't care about seven wins, nine wins anymore. To me, it's four wins. It doesn't matter. Like seven wins is four wins, eight wins is five wins. I don't care. And 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 they're so paralyzed by that. I think there's still some light at the end of the tunnel, despite that, because. You can be competitive for the next couple seasons with Kirk Cousins, and you can do what you can in and around him, and you can still draft good young players for the future, and you can still draft a quarterback in 2023, a very quarterback-rich class if you want to. Yep. And by that point, Kirk will be on the verge of his 36th birthday coming off of his latest you know, two-year ironclad contract, and then it'll be a little bit more like the Chiefs maybe from five years ago or the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen. Maybe right. the Wilfs just – maybe everyone's looking at this quarterback draft and saying there's some talent, but n- like no one that's going to take over the reins now. So right. between now and the 2023 class, let's just make sure that we are competent. Now, again, I would have collected the draft capital. If a team like the Browns is offering two second-round picks, theoretically, right. I'm taking that, right. and then I'm finding a new bridge quarterback. I can see the logic a little bit, but to your point, if Quasey had different thoughts right. and a different blueprint – and ownership is coming over the top and saying, ah, we think we know better, that's a problem, and they need to take a step back, because yes. you hired this guy for a reason, if that's what's happening. If that's
1: what's ha- happening, the thing here is, let's go go back to calling him quarterback X, because I feel like, oh, you're talking about Kirk. Quarterback X, if I hire a GM, and the GM says, you know what, I have an offer on the table that's going to, it might... um. Force us to take a step back immediately. But if we trade quarterback X, we are going to be in a really sweet spot. And I say, well, oh, hold on a second here. Let's talk about this. But you're a fan, Judd. Yeah, but I'm rich and I own this team. And I'm your boss. And you're go- That's a problem. So that's that's the problem here. It's not any, it's not cousins. It's not one particular player, Phil. It, it, it is it is the fact that I feel that the one thing this, these guys did a really good job at for a long time was providing support without providing a a heavy hand. Um, and tell me the last time that you think that basically huge fans of a sport who owned a team and got too involved, that the result of that was positive.
0: Yeah, it's uh, – I mean, the Cowboys are use- a classic example over exactly. 25 years, right, where ownership says, all right, I want, I'm oh, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones I'm
1: derailed gonna- the entire thing because, I mean, J- Jimmy yeah.
0: Johnson built a juggernaut. He really yeah. did. At least they were coming off three Super Bowl wins in a in a four-year stretch. Yep. So I think where we differ here a little bit is I think you're looking at this as, okay, this is this is sort of a doom and gloom bad thing for the future of the franchise. And I think I'm still looking at it as, all right, they hired a 40-year-old general manager, first-timer, who really like has only been in the NFL for about 10 years sure. or less and then they hired a mid 30 something what 37 38 year old head coach that has barely been a coordinator before we're going to put the training wheels on these guys a little bit let's not let's not uproot everything and flip it on its head let's just all right let's Kevin you're going to work with Kirk okay we're going to lower <laughs> the cap pit and and we're going to and we're going to then take the training wheels off after 2022 i don't love it if that's what's happening but yeah. I, I still think it, it doesn't prevent you, like I said, from drafting a quarterback in 2023. Yeah, Probably, like, the NFC has a lot of weak spots. You're probably still going to win eight or nine games. Maybe you can get lucky and win a couple more. I don't think you're going to win the division if Aaron Rodgers stays healthy. Um, so I'm, I'm more mildly annoyed by the way this is playing out. I feel like you're over there a little bit more. Like, you're trying to be sports dad telling us, no, this is. I'm telling you, I see, uh, if, if this was the stock market,
1: I see a disturbing trend on the market, and I'm just telling you that you might want to um, make a move now uh, because it is it is a concerning sign. If the smoke, it's a smoldering. So, like, I'm not like panicked. That's not true. But this is a this is a smoldering pile of towels. It's not inflamed yet. But there's some smoke starting to rise. And you're like, oh, that's not good. I wonder if I should call the fire department yeah. before the whole building catches on fire. That, so that's what I am saying is the – because it's very important to keep in mind that I have very much for a long time defended how the Wills do things. Like, I praised it. Yeah. I've said before. And I just think that that's a good t- uh, template. Does Jim Pollard do a great job? Absolutely not. But I don't he's, think he, – He's a dud. exactly but but the one thing is i don't think that jim walks in and says okay here's the thing you are not gonna trade this guy so he
0: he definitely says you're not you're not gonna trade for this guy he says we're not
1: gonna say which is where the wolves. and yes it's a salary cap league but i mean that's where the wolves have done a good a great job at times previously right because they have done a really good job at saying yeah sign this guy sign that guy and they made some you know good moves i just i didn't expect the first signing to be a defensive tackle but yeah again
0: we'll wait and see you're right so uh there's another story that came out this morning aaron Rodgers related here that we that we have to get to but um let's uh let's talk about our favorite uh favorite beverage during free agency period a little surly brewing company uh you know what i saw as
1: you know Waiting, watching last night, w- waiting to, to do our uh, purple after dark vent line, and I said to myself, "Judd, it's time to head to down the street to the liquor store and get a six pack of Surly." And of course, I said, "What do I want to get? Because there's a lot of good choices." Surly Furious was my choice, and I'm going to tell you right now, it went down very smooth on a Monday night, as the signings, or I should say, the 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 legal tampering moves came in i was enjoying a surly furious proving again that there is no sporting event with which you cannot enjoy
0: a furious always a good choice show us your cans on twitter by the way yes show us your drawers (laughs) chill boys oh show us your drawers i mean just don't get creepy or anything but uh you just divided it phil Chill Boys is a Minnesota-based company. You can find them online at chillboys.com, and they are the official underwear partner of our bodies. That's right, on Purple (laughs) Daily.
1: (laughs) That was one of the – you just found like three ways to make that totally uncomfortable.
0: I'm going to move past it right now and just just say go to chillboys.com and and find out what bamboo fabric and the long underwear can do for your life, chillboys.com. So Aaron Rodgers just agreed to a $150 million contract over three years that lowers his cap hit in 2022, believe it or not, do the math on this, to $28 million. So they've lowered his cap hit like $18 million for this year. Okay. Uh, Of course, that means they're kicking about $75 million in dead money into years like 2024, 2025. So they're basically saying... Aaron Rodgers, for a couple more ironclad seasons, lower the cap it this year, because we can win a Super Bowl this year, we think, and then we'll deal with the dead cap money when he's gone, when we're rebuilding. So that's what this contract is. Yes. It's one of the biggest... I think it's the biggest guaranteed chunk of money in NFL history here. And I think it brings up... And we went through this exercise a little bit last night when, uh, when debating our guy, number one Kirk Cousins fan, Joe, on Ventline. But I think one thing that people don't really wrap their heads around enough. Like like you just look at the Kirk Cousins contract in a vacuum and say, well look at that. Hey. So he went from a forty five million dollar cap hit, which was top three in the NFL, to thirty one million dollars. So what, what, what do the guy just saved fifteen million dollars in cap space? But if you start to look at the cost value of every quarterback in the NFL right now and you start to rank them based on and like I think the parameters I put out last night were all right, you have to build a Super Bowl winning team in the next two to three years. Maybe, maybe you can win it this year, but if not this year, then you have, to, you have to build a Super Bowl winning team in the next two or three years uh, with your current quarterback on their current cap hit. Where would you start drafting those quarterbacks if you ranked all the quarterbacks and their current cap hits? Mm-hmm. And I contend that even at $31 million, which is now the fifth highest cap hit instead of the second or third, I don't think Kirk is anywhere near the top 10 or twelve. Joe Burrow, a $9 million cap hit. Yes, please. Stop me if I get to one that you would rather have Kirk at 31, okay? Okay. Joe Burrow at 9. Justin Herbert at 6. And you're seeing what the Chargers are doing with all of oh. that space. Oh, They're oh trading for Khalil Mack. They're signing. Didn't they, didn't they just sign a cornerback, right? They like uh, Kyler Murray at 9 million. Okay. Lamar Jackson at 3 million. Oh, my God. Okay. Josh Allen at 16 million. Matthew Stafford at 23. Russell Wilson with the Broncos is a $24 million cap hit. Yeah. Tom Brady, $25 million cap hit. Rodgers at $28 million now. now. i will probably take that. Uh, Derek Carr at 25. I'm a yes. So I get Derek Carr and $6 million extra million to spend on a guard or something? Yeah, yeah. You go, okay. Patrick Mahomes at 35. I know it's more than 31, but he's Patrick Mahomes. Okay. So I'm taking it. Uh, Dak at 20. So I get, I, I think they're pretty close. I think Dak is a slight edge, and I get eleven million dollars extra. Save the eleven million extra. Yeah, Mac Jones at three million, so I save thirty. Oh my gosh! I think a lot of front offices would even say Tua at eight. Now he's not as good of a quarterback as Kirk. That's not the exercise. It's building a team under a salary cap of two hundred eight million dollars. Would you rather have Kirk at thirty one or Tua at eight? Two I think eight. a lot of front offices would say Tua at eight. And with Teddy. Teddy. Teddy's competing Teddy. with him, too.
1: Hey, Teddy. <laughs> so be both those
0: yeah. guys. So one, two, three. Trevor, I mean, you, Trevor Lawrence at nine. Oh, God, yeah. I'm, are you kidding? Uh, on I, a three-year window? I think he's going to be great. So Yeah. 12, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen for sure. And then we're kind of like, you know, Tua and Trevor Lawrence. So there's somewhere between, again, 13 and 15 quarterbacks that you'd probably rather have at their current cap. That list just ruined my day. I'm going back to bed. And this is it. It's like, this is why, this is why the contract matters. And this is why you can't just dismiss it and say, well, I mean, like it's, you know, they're paying market value. I don't care about market value. I care about winning a Super Bowl. And I'm looking at these other teams that have a much, much better chance at building a Super Bowl roster because their quarterback, who might even be better, is far cheaper. It just right. gives you more leeway to build a line, to build a defense, to resign yeah. players, etc.
1: And that entire list that you j- just read provided example after example of why you have to hit in the draft. I mean, the window, right? The window. I, I got a, a note t- today that-, that said, yeah, but when-, when Herbert's contract's up, what then? I said, well, you signed him to an extension, but you pounce right now. Yes, Like the Chargers are pouncing. Yes. Good for them, they should. That's why. Like, this isn't an affront of Kirk. Those, when you're reading cap, hits, like 3 million, 9 million, ridiculously low on productive quarterbacks. My God.
0: Yeah, it's tough. And and I know the Vikings have whiffed, even with the cap space that they've been able to finagle. They whiffed on a bunch of defenders last year. So some some of this is you're setting yourself up to make it way harder because you have a good, not great quarterback still making 15% of your salary cap. And some of it previously is, okay, you still have money to spend. Are you spending it and allocating it correctly and effectively? And then are you, are you capitalizing on your first round picks, your third round picks? And I think across the board, Especially at the end the last couple of years there with Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer, the answer was no, no, no. <laughs> in a right. lot of cases. Justin Jefferson was a hit. But a lot of no's sure. in those categories. So, I oh, don't man. It's uh but I mean what's done is done. And now they have to find a way to to clear some space for like they need a league average right guard at bare minimum. Like bring someone in who is a league average right guard. Um, you know, there will be offensive linemen in the draft. We don't know about the development of a Wyatt Davis, but they right now for sure by my count have two openings along the offensive line. They've got two openings at starting cornerback positions, at least a linebacker opening and maybe an edge rusher opening. Yeah, um, on, on the
1: offensive line at center, I will say this because we don't know him well yet. Kevin O'Connell, to go back, and I think we talked about this at the time at the Combine, spoke very highly of Bradbury. I thought, there's no way. But there's a there's a fighting chance they disagree with us. That they think that Garrett Bradbury is a fit there. If that's the case, I'm
0: sort of at a loss. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you come in and it, you know everyone's bad-mouthing the old coach and coaching staff, right. and you just say, well, I mean, these guys are incompetent. We can come in and a former first-round pick. He's a talented guy. He just wasn't being used the right way, and maybe they're right. right. Maybe they're right, but it's a gamble. He was being tossed into the third row of the stands at Lambeau. <laughs> I don't think Zim could fix that one. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm in wait-and-see mode still. Um, by the way, we're not in wait-and-see mode when it comes to Judd's weight loss. That is. That is full go c mode we can see the almost i am locked in
1: i am locked in there i i made my decision my signing on the market months ago and guess what because of my friends at livia weight control centers i'm down 30 plus pounds that's exactly right 30 plus pounds and now i want you to join me on the i did an eight week challenge in which you get your first eight weeks for free in my first eight weeks i lost 26 pounds imagine taking off 26 pounds talk about feeling good Here's how you do it. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia.com. Uh, inside the state or outside, they can find a way to help you. Livia.com. Check them out. Take the weight off. Tell them Score North sent you. It'll be the best free agent pickup that you get because your pickup will result in shedding those
0: excess pounds. You can get below the uh, the weight cap. The weight. Salary. I like that. Yeah, you're. you're you, that's like a good that. one. You're yeah. exactly right. Uh, also, if you are a business owner out there, a couple things. We do have a couple openings from now through the end of the year. Uh, if you want your business to uh, partner with our business here and spread the word about your business, send me an email. PMackie at scorenorth.com if you want to partner up with us and uh, spread the word. Also, if you're a business owner, Federated Mutual Insurance Company is uh, all about minimizing risk and maximizing upside for your business. You can find a full list of industries, Federated Protects, at federatedinsurance.com. And you can find all sorts of tools and resources and people that can help you navigate your journey as a business owner. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, we're going to shut up and let Declan post this and hope that it doesn't become outdated and hope that the Vikings can maybe find an offensive lineman that doesn't get forklifted back into Kirk Cousins. That's really that's that's the goal right now.